Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome in to this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Episode 145, I believe, is what we are on. And a tough topic, Phil. We're going to have to talk mm-hmm. about divorce a little bit. Retirement yeah. and divorce. Uh, not just divorce as the broader subject, but really for seniors, I guess, or mm-hmm. uh, silver. I guess what are they calling it? Silver divorces or yeah. gray divorces, something like that. But people over 50, more commonly of the last uh, four or five years getting divorces. Um, mm-hmm. And so when you're closer to retirement and getting a divorce, it's a whole lot different animal than if you're Absolutely. 25 uh, yeah. or 28 and getting divorced. You don't have as much typically. You don't have as much right. stuff to split up, right? Yeah. Um, so tough topic, but probably an important one to talk about. How you doing, my friend? It, it's a very important topic to talk about. I'm doing good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, do yeah. you do you run into have you run into some the last several years at all? You know, people coming in dealing yeah. with the yeah. and, unfortunately so. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm actually working with a client right now that's in oh. this scenario. You know, okay. so it's it's um yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things, retirement. Um, I was yeah. talking to a couple earlier that uh, they they said they've got a, a friend of theirs that mm-hmm. they just retired similar age. And they went to spend a week with them and they said, oh, I don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> they were just at each other the whole time. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, that's one it's of the tough. realities of retirement yeah. is now you're together 24 seven, you know, where before well, you've the been kid, yeah, part the more than half gone. the day, yeah. the kids are gone. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just yeah. you, you know, and it you hasn't know, been just you in how many years. So, yeah. and we, <sighs> Right, wrong, or indifferent, many people realize at some point that they they were staying together for kids. Uh, yeah, you know, and that's unfortunately a, a rough way to be. And then you know, coming out of COVID, you know, we got a taste yep. of oh yeah twenty. I mean, my wife and I joked throughout COVID on the regular. Uh, how many people are going to survive? Marriages yeah. are going to survive uh, being jammed together like this and not being able to leave or do things. Uh, yep. And is it a good precursor to retirement? Because that's kind of what's going to happen when you get to retirement as well. You know, yes. although hopefully you could go out and do stuff, unlike when during the pandemic when we were on lockdown. Yeah, the pandemic you're in lockdown. So, but it was certainly a, a heck of a, a a dry run for people, and many people didn't sure was as to yeah. the point of our conversation today. So let's go through a few things. Um, sure. You know, obviously, since if you're working with somebody right now, change you know some information if you feel like sharing just to protect folks. Sure. But, uh, but I'm sure that you can share some stories or some similarities mm-hmm. to our topic, which will be uh, relevant today. Uh, so let's start with a couple of things. So we'll go with the traditional conversation of uh, you know husband and wife are splitting up, mm-hmm. and often what we've seen in the past is sometimes there's that emotional connection to the house. Right. And so sometimes the females might be like, Hey, I raised my kids here, or maybe you still even have a, a high school or college age kid. And you right. go, I'll take the house. You can have the other assets. We'll split it that way. Right. Uh, because we have this misnomer that the house is our biggest financial asset. It right. may be Phil, but it may not be is it may not just be the default move, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, to me in, I'm going to get, I'm sure some people that, that disagree with me on, with, on this, which is fine. I mean, that's what the show is about. Everyone's got opinions, yeah. but my, my, my approach and my view of it, right. So, I mean, a house as an asset, sure. It, it does have value, but what is an asset? An asset is something that generates growth or revenue income for you. Right. And a house it might grow. It does typically, sure. you know, 
decreases in value too, but it doesn't do that without a cost, right? So a house always has a cost. Yeah. You know, even if you don't have a mortgage because you have taxes and insurance at a minimum. And if you're living there, well, you got utilities. Sure. You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah. it, it's always costing and, and yeah. yeah, it's always costing to live there. So yeah. it's not, in my view, at least an asset as much as it is, it's a liability. In a divorce, it can be a key thing to understand though, because it's looked at more like just an asset, which it is, right? There's value sure. equity in the house. If you're selling if, it, that makes sense. If you're selling it, but in a divorce, a, you know, a, a division of property, that's how it's looked at is, well, here's the equity in the house and here's money in an investment. And yeah. okay, they're both worth the same. So you take the house, I'll take the investment. Right. And okay, so now you've got the house, even if it doesn't have a mortgage, well, what are you going to do to pay the taxes and insurance and maintenance and utilities and all the other things that go with it? Do you have other assets or income to support it? Yeah. Because maybe you got the house, but now you can't afford it. And it might be the right fit that that's no. what you really truly want, but just don't walk into it and take it from that one <laughs> angle of- Absolutely. Just know the fact that to your point that it's not going to grow like, you know, the, uh, the retirement accounts, for example, well, it, that you've given up, so to speak. It, and it's not spendable, right? Not so spendable. I mean, it, to the, the equity side of it. Yeah. Okay. So great. It's got equity. It doesn't have a mortgage. That's what you have. you got the house, but what if you need some of that equity? Well, now you got to go to the bank and try to get some, right? Yeah. You got to borrow against it again, or you're going to have to sell it. Right. You know, so yeah, maybe so. you wanted this because you, you know, one of the, the kids was still at home or whatever the case is or sentimental value. But at the end of the day, you can't afford it. It doesn't work. Then, you know, you better to find out that up front and get into it from a sentimental, emotional standpoint and yeah. realize maybe I should have made a different decision. And I get it, Phil, because yeah. sometimes we might think of it as, well, then I've got a place to live. And at least that's one less worry. Right. Right. Uh, I'm getting divorced. I've got all this uh, stuff coming at me, yep, it, but I won't have to worry because I got a roof over my head that's paid for, for example. Uh, right. And so I get it as an emotional reaction to safety Absolutely. protecting oneself. But just here's a lot of times, especially for senior divorces or whatever there is that they're calling these. Um, it's not just about a divorce attorney. I think we're going to probably circle back around to that quite a bit. Yes. It's important to have other people on your team. If you're going through a divorce at this point, you do Absolutely. need a financial professional to look at these because an attorney, let's be honest, they're not, they're going to talk about dividing the assets, but they're not going to really be thinking about them or looking at them the same way a CPA or a financial professional would. Right. So, I mean, a divorce attorney, their, their goal is to get assets divided and the divorce finalized. Their, right. their goal isn't to, anything to do with what happens after that, you know, as right. a personal financial specialist and advisor, I mean, yeah, we're looking at that and understanding and making sure divisions fair and equitable. Sure. But then we're looking at the stage beyond that. Well, how does this work long-term? Yep. You know, it's one thing to have it a, a fair division of assets up front, but is that really fair long-term? Right. And then what and is it going to work? The, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And, and that leads us to our next one. So, okay. So we're moving on from the house conversation. So mm -hmm. ignoring the ta tax implications of, yep. of the accounts of the retirement accounts. Again, you could easily get into the conversation of, okay, fine. You take this one. I'll take that one. Right. But what's the tax ramifications of said accounts and how does that play into, uh, you know, what you're going to owe? Cause you're also changing tax brackets, by the way, you're getting divorced. Absolutely. Now you're going for married filing joint to single, you know, so I mean, tax, tax rates don't change, but the brackets all get Bracket shrunk it. down they get compressed. Yeah. Yep. So you with similar income could, could get pushed into a higher bracket, right. yep. you know? So yeah, to the point of, okay, you've got, let's call it two different assets. You've got a couple hundred thousand in a, a retirement account, an IRA yeah. and a couple hundred thousand in a non-retirement account, a, what we call a non-qualified account. 
traditional brokerage account. You know, when you're looking at it from a statement value, they look like the oh, same thing. You know, you take Correct. the IRA, I'll take the brokerage account. Or the Roth or the IRA. Right. Or I mean, exactly. The Roth or the IRA. Well, it's not the same because that IRA isn't worth 200,000 on on the face it is, but it's like a mortgage on a house. It's not all yours yet. You got to pay off the IRS and the state. Yep. You know, so you're going to lose 15, 20, 30 more, maybe 50% of it, depending on your bracket. Now Mm -hmm. you're single, you know, so just understand what is the tax ramification of the asset I'm getting in the divorce. In taxes, this is one of the biggest um, aspects of a divorce that they get overlooked. Oh, I'm you sure. Know? Yeah. And again, it's because not, the, not, the, yeah. the, yeah, the, the attorneys, right. That's not their specialty. Not their field. They're not trained right. in not that. their thing. Yeah. You know, so you have to make sure you've got somebody that understands the tax side of the picture yeah. and can put that into play. Yeah. Does it cost a little bit more? Sure. But I think, mm-hmm. I think we probably realize getting a, again, to my initial point, getting a divorce at 25 or 28 versus 55 or 58 is incredibly different. Uh, right. The emotional component is is probably different as well, especially if you've been with someone right. five or 10 years versus 30 years, right? Or whatever yep. the case is. But then just the simple financial aspect, which again, is what we talk about, obviously here on the show is compounded. So having a team it's going to be probably worth it to spend that extra money, not only having a divorce attorney, but having a financial professional, a tax professional, you know, maybe rolled into one like you, Phil, but yep. either way, because those things are going to be important. So speaking of the taxes and the accounts, let's, let's drill back down on this for a second. Uh, what, talk to me a little bit about the, this uh, rolling a spouse's retirement account directly into a new IRA or an IRA immediately, immediately after the divorce uh, and something called a quadro or QDR. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as easy as, okay, well, you take, you know, let's make a traditional case, right? So the husband is the one that primarily worked, you know, maybe the wife stayed at home with the kids and has some assets, but not as much. The majority right. of the assets are in the husband's 401k. Okay. And I mean, this is the scenario that I'm working through with a client right now. Okay. Well, so in division of assets, the let's say the wife gets half of the 401k. Well, how does that happen? Right? I mean, if, if the husband is going to take half of the 401k out and give it to the wife, well, he's going to pay tax on that because okay. it's his it's his 401k. Well, that's right. not a good idea because, you know, now again, he's single and it's going to drive him way up the bracket and, this, right. you know, he's being minus the taxes, she's not going to have as much left over, but you can't roll it from his 401k to her IRA without this thing called a quadro. Okay. So it's, it's a qualified domestic relation order. And basically it's, it's a provision or a document that allows that to happen. It allows one spouse's retirement account because of divorce or separation to go into the other spouse's IRA. So it comes out of person so it, A into person yeah. B and neither are taxed? They're neither taxed on the transaction. It's, it's like a rollover. Okay. Right? Okay. And, and, I, and I get this discussion sometimes with clients up front. Well, can't we just combine our IRAs and make it easier? Well, yeah. no, it's, it's an individual retirement account. You know? right. So each of you have your own. The reason for that is ages for required minimum distributions, et cetera, sure. yeah. and right. limits when contributions happen. There's a lot of reasons that it's set up that way. Individual retirement agreements. It's individual or yeah, agreement, actually. <laughs> I learned You're that. Right. You're right. There you go. Yeah. It's an agreement. So um but because of that, you can't go from spouse A to spouse B, right? Without this quadro in place. So and that that's, allows that's like you to a judge kind of the judge kind of issues that type of deal. Well, no, it's it's actually written up by an attorney. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so, but usually it's part of the divorce. They'll order a quadro, mm-hmm. which then it gets written up um, based on the divorce agreement that then 
that 401k in my scenario, that plan sponsor needs the quadro in order for it to be able to distribute to the spouses, gotcha. spouse B's IRA. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and can I was reading a little bit. So can you use yep. the funds from some of the, from uh, a retirement account to pay for divorce uh, costs or proceedings. I was reading something in there about that, trying to understand that a little bit, that you can uh, you could roll the money over, you can pull some out without the standard penalty if you're under 59 and a half for, is that, is that part of the quadro as well? Yes, yes. I mean, you could build that into the quadro to pay for it without, okay. you know, without paying that extra 10% penalty. And I mean, that, that gains yeah. in a whole nother scenario to understand is, you know, so 401k versus IRA, I mean, mm -hmm. and ages, I mean, if you're under 59 and a half, you know, over 50, let's say between 59 and a half and 55, you have some options that if it's left in a 401k, there's not a penalty. If you move to an IRA, right. there could be, you know, so you've just got to be conscious of, again, the tax side of this whole equation of when I'm dividing the assets, yeah, it looks good on paper. It's a equitable division, but now right. let's look at the tax side of it. And how do I get access to it? Yeah. Because it's not just getting the asset, it's what does it look like beyond the divorce Yeah, from a tax, from a penalty, you know, just general access. Can I, do I have enough to, to make it work? And, so. and there's, there's probably a ton more things in that. I don't want to get super far into the weeds, but I wanted right. to touch on some of the things that we don't think about, Phil, because what, what we're doing basically is basically number four is, is we're more than likely reacting to the emotion of it all. Yes. Uh, whether you're, you know, whether you're in that position of, thank God I'm finally rid of them. Right. And you can't wait for the party because you can't stand one another or, right. you know, you're, you're broken up. Even if you're putting on a big face and you're happy to be done with it, you're still going to have an emotional, whether it's an angry emotion or a sad emotion, you're still going to have an emotional reaction to whatever. And so Absolutely. And, and we're human. Yeah. yeah, we're human. So trying to figure out, uh, I guess sometimes we're just ready to be done. And so it's, you know, path of least resistance for some people yes. in a divorce. It's like, look, I'll just make this easy. Let, give them what they want so I can be done with it. Yeah. Or, I don't want to talk to them anymore. I want to, yeah, this just yeah. Get, it gets us over with. So. And, and as a, as a, as you're approaching, if you're 50 plus, it's just not the right, you don't have to be mean or vindictive. We're not, you know, whatever the case is from that standpoint, right. just watch yourself in that arena because it's like, you're 50 plus make the best decisions for everybody so that everybody can walk away as fairly as possible, but just right. make sure you understand all those nuances. And again, Phil, I, I just think it's so important to have a financial professional at this stage. I'm glad that that client you're working with is not that they're going through the divorce, but that they're, they've turned to you for help because there is all these nuances. Right. And in, I mean, it's like any financial decision. We've talked about this before, you know, going into the bear market. I mean, uh, emotions start to take over and, you know, unfortunately, that's the emotional beings we are. We make decisions sometimes irrationally based yeah. on those emotions. I mean, in divorce is a very emotional scenario, yeah. you know, to, to run through. Yeah, you don't want to jump in and say, oh, just whatever. I'm done talking to them. If that's what they want, let's do it. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Take a step back, a deep breath. Let's walk through this so you understand what you have. Yeah. Because you don't want to make the decision, get done. And then a year later or six months later, realize, you know what? I wish I would have done something different. Yeah. And that's where a financial advisor can help is they can hopefully, you know, if you're working with the right one, at least walk through the emotions and say, Hey, I understand, but let's, let's look at the financial side of it. We have to do that. You know, you, you yeah, what do you have? And you don't want to, you don't yeah. want to get down the road and realize it was the wrong decision. 
Yeah. You know, as much as you want to just get it over with, let's make sure it's, it's fair. Um, so and, that and Phil, you know fully what you're getting out yeah. of this going forward and that it works. And I know we're getting tight on time, but there is a social security aspect of this as well, right? Depending mm -hmm. on what age it is that you find yourself getting a divorce. Um, there's a yeah. couple of rules there, right? So yeah, so there's divorce. that doesn't really have anything to do with the divorce degree itself, but it, yeah, there's but it can factor into your future planning. Yep, it can. And I mean, that actually is an interesting aspect with the current uh, scenario I was working with the, okay. the in this case, the husband um, was the one that handled finances and had recommended that the spouse file for social security early. Oh, okay. Um, and it was because of infidelity that the divorce is ending and he was spending a lot of money, you know, so now he's locked her effectively into a decision. I mean, it was her decision. She had to file, right? but she did it based on his recommendation, but it affected her now going forward for life because she locked in Social but, can't, early. but can't she petition for his as well? There not there a rule in there about uh, if you're married for 10 plus years, you can. Well, there, so there's divorced spousal benefits. Sure. But, uh -huh. but again, it mathematically has to work to okay. where, you know, her benefit was less than half of his. And because she filed early, there's the reduction. I, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors. The potential is there yeah. for this divorced spousal benefit. Yeah. So that is a case. If, if you are getting divorced, make sure you understand you potentially could get a spousal benefit against the next spouse, or even if they pass, yeah. maybe a survivor benefit. Right. It, it, unless you were to remarry. But, right. Yeah. But okay, unless you get remarried. Yeah. There's a lot of nuances to that, but yep. my mom did that. That's how I know. <laughs> yep. But yeah. So anyways, just there's a lot of moving parts in, yeah, in a divorce. Sure, and, sure. you know, really the, the last point is, is key. I understand it's an emotional decision, but try not to make you know, emo or an emotional um, time going through this, but try not to make decisions based on that emotion. Yeah. yeah that Take a deep breath, work with that professional to get the second opinion, understand here's what the tax side of it looks like. This is how ultimately it plays out at the end. Is that okay? Are, you know, yeah. does that still work? Does it solve what you wanted to do? And I like the future ramification part of the conversation. Uh, the divorce thing with the attorney is a lot of that is very immediate uh, yep. getting it done. They're just looking at it today, yep. getting it moved on, getting the separation happening. Uh, but working, have bringing in a financial professional into your, into your team, your divorce team, if you will, gives you that future look at some of the assets and things as well. Uh, and so that's hopefully a smarter way to go about it. So again, tough conversation, but we mm -hmm. won't, we won't get too far in, but if you've got questions, if you're, if this unfortunately is, is on the horizon or you're in the middle of it, kind of like the, the client Phil's currently working with, you know, reach out to a qualified professional ask some questions, bounce some things mm -hmm. off of them. Maybe if you're working with a divorce attorney, they may recommend uh, someone as well. So, you know, a lot of yeah. times uh, professionals have, you know, relationships with others mm -hmm. as well. Phil, I'm sure you have elder law attorneys and things yeah. that you recommend for various things as well. So just reach out if you've got questions or concerns, folks, as always, stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Or definitely call Phil if you've got some questions, get on his calendar for a conversation, 248-888. Seventy-five thirty. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, YouTube. All that good stuff is where you can find us. And uh, we'll be back next week with a, a probably, or yeah, next week with a lighter topic. <laughs> I'm yes, sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll go from there. But it's an important one. It is part of life. It, it is. It yeah. is. I mean, it happens. It's you it know. Happens. So whether this is you going through it or you know somebody that's going through it, you know, help them yeah. take that deep breath get somebody that they can give that future perspective on it and give some tax advice. 
yep. to make sure they're making the right decision before they get in and make the wrong decision. But now it's too late. So. Yep. Well said. Well said. Yeah, it's it's happening more and more for people. Closer Unfortunately, to it is. So yep. It is. So we have to deal with what we have to deal with. So thanks for hanging out with us, folks. We always appreciate your time. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.